I don't. I one two. Hi three. everyone, we're live. <laughs> well, here's here's something a little funny, okay? And and we'll get into the nose, Frida, in a minute. Of love, of trust, and compassion. That's when things turn lighter. That's when I don't have to see an enemy to the planet Earth and every human being, but rather someone who, when their frequency is also lifted and they have energy, we can all create ripples of change. I'm aware of who I truly am and I live that. That's when I'm not always freaked out by everything that happens around me. And let's be honest here. I mean, the only constant is change. Mm. We know that from the universe, it constantly expands, it grows, it changes, the world changes, we are born, we change every day as we grow old. Like there's nothing that remains the same. It's I just know. This- I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't want to Amphati Light. And I'm Rick Rupenthal. Welcome to an honest look. Where we look at transformation. From the inside out. Unplugged. Unscripted. And in the moment. Well, I don't, I, one, two. Hi, everyone. We're live. (laughs) Well, here's here's something a little funny, okay? And and we'll get into the nose, Frida, in a minute, but. (laughs) Oh, God. So when I hit the live button, I just noticed there was six seconds already on the clock. Oh, oh Rick. so I, I, I don't know what what those six seconds were. For us. It's a thing. Anyway, hi everyone. Hi. Yes. Welcome to an honest look. Welcome, Sabrina. We're so happy to have you here. Yay! All the way from Munich. Imagine. Oh, Munich. Yes. Yes. Through the magic of uh, of the internet. Yes. Staying up late for us. Yeah. And I'm excited to be here. Let's see what my 10 p.m. brain has to offer. <laughs> well, I know um, uh, what we'd love for people to, you know, stay with us. Uh, we're going to have a really engaging conversation with Sabrina in a minute. Um, we're live right now on uh, YouTube and Facebook and in LinkedIn. And I just want to remind people that uh, the chat function is fully working. So when you uh, text in something there, we'll see your questions, we'll see your comments, uh, which we would appreciate throughout the show. And after after today's show, it'll be a podcast. So we encourage people to um, find our podcast, an honest look podcast, on Apple and Spotify and wherever else you get Google podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. Yeah, wherever you get get them right now and uh and and uh re-listen share this this episode i'm sure it's going to be um no pressure sabrina right it's gonna be <laughs> not at all <laughs> filled with inside and to do's and all sorts of great things because um so but hold on before you move on and subscribe and rate us right, podcast, right. subscribe to your to our youtube that way we you, you'll help us amplify our message you'll help yeah. us spread the word and have a greater impact we have amazing people like sabrina coming on to share her message and the more you spread the word and the more people will get impacted by it yeah. so if you don't want to do it for us do it for those that you love right that's why we do what we do 
Yeah, we don't do it for us. We do it for our other people. We do it for us too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you, thank you, Sabrina. Um, I remember, I remember our interview, um, which was just a few weeks ago, I guess. Um, Halloween. What, oh, was it? Oh, oh right, oh, right. right. And, and, and we were is, all like you guys were all yeah. looking crazy. <laughs> We were looking a little crazy. Yes, yes. Our, our, almost our authentic self, right? You know, right. Like, like the, the real stuff is coming up, which, which, um, got me really excited about today's conversation because it's going to be about you know uh, living your authentic self and and what that comes comes about. Um, but briefly, um, what what intrigued me in your in your bio is, um, you started off in Kenya. Um, you have, you were a project manager, you were an actress, which is, you know, sort of like, okay, project manager, actress. Okay. That's mm -hmm. kind of cool. You know, I, I, you know, you had a quite a diverse career, mm -hmm. um, of various different things, which I love, um, because, uh, there's nothing like diversity, right. For experience. That is true. Yeah. And, um, and then you became a, a, a coach, a life coach, um, yeah. and your message and you actually in your in your website you call uh, you say I am a happiness coach or a happiness uh, coach yeah and um, and your key message I, I I love the correlation because you know correct me if I'm wrong but when we are happier we tend to look after the things that we value the most better right we look yes. after our planet we look after our families we look after ourselves. So, you know, to me, that is, that is such a key message in, in what we as coaches love to do is, is, is to get people back to that level of happiness, that level of peace of mind. Um, I, we call it, some people call it like the grounding, mm. things like that. So, um, uh, is there, is there more you would love to tell us a bit about yourself, Sabrina? I mean, there's lots of things I could talk about, but um, you started off with one of the most crucial topics, I think, like how do we make this place a little brighter, a little lighter, a little better for everyone? I think lots of people sort of have the dream to make a difference in the world mm -hmm. and to really, you know, leave a legacy in a positive way to serve in a certain way, whatever that may be through their creative work or their business or giving back through projects. So I've always asked myself, okay, but how come that people have those dreams, but they don't ever seem to get down to really doing it? Or mm -hmm. how come that making a difference is often talked about so much, but it doesn't really happen? Yeah. Like, you know, they are not the big shifts that we truly want to see. And I mean, I'm not the only one who then came to the realization that when we have high positive energy levels, like we operate from places like love, trust, compassion, all the positive emotions, that's when we actually have the space in our hearts, but also in our head, of course, to, to move out into the world and make a difference. Because we are more present in the moment, we are more aligned with who we really are and what we truly want to do. And then it becomes much easier to say like, hey, um, you know, I noticed this person today looks stressed. Let me just smile at this person and say a few kind words. 
or let me actually start a project that I've ever always dreamt about. So the correlation between us being happier and then the world around us becoming happier is extreme, like it's big, it's mind blowing actually, the ripples that our own happiness can create across the world, basically. Yeah. It's yeah. a bit cringy, but it's true. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. I mean, it, it's, uh, I mean, how often have we, you know, had conversations with, pe with people I don't mean personally, like sometimes I'll have a conversation with somebody and then I leave that conversation and I, and I literally, I feel smaller. I feel mm. constricted and tight. Mm. Yes. And then there are other times of uh, you have conversation with people and then you leave and it's like, I'm like, I'm, I feel seven feet tall. Now. You know, the world. Yeah. I feel expansive. I feel like I want to spread that energy. I want, yeah. you know, like you want it. You, so there, there, there's definitely a correlation between with, uh, with our emotions and what we get done. But, Absolutely. But, but you, you know, you're pointing the, the first question you sort of asked yourself in the beginning is why don't we do more? Like, right. you know, we, we do all have these, Oh, I, I, I want to do, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. Like even myself, even, you know, with all the stuff I'm involved in, you know, there are things that, why aren't I doing that? Like, like, mm -hmm. you know, it's an interesting thing to talk about blockages and stuff like that. Yeah. And I mean, it boils down a lot to, are we really doing these things because they are aligned with what we truly want to do and who we really are? Or are we doing these things because it's some obligation or some expectation that we feel is there from ourselves or from others? Are we thinking that we have to live those values because society tells us? Or is it really something that comes from our true self? And right. there's a huge difference in those two. Because if we do something that is um, motivated from the outside world, obviously, at some point, the energy might run out because we rely on other people feeding us with that energy. But if it's something that comes from within us and we really have that dream and it fuels us like every day, I want to do this, I want to serve in that way, then there's, you know, we sort of generate the energy ourselves. And the more satisfied we are generally, and that's why I decided to become a life coach, like the holistic perspective on our lives is very important. The more satisfied we are generally in every part of our life, the more energy we have within us because they feed us with energy, those parts, rather than pulling out energy. So, you know, Rick, the way you were just saying, I want to do so many things, but some things I don't do. So there are two parts to look at, like, do I really want to do them truly? Or am I just feeling obligated to some extent? Yeah. And also, is there something in my life that's maybe dragging out my energy, pulling it out rather than feeding me with the energy that I would need to do these things? Yeah, no, it's, it's a very important distinction because I, I know a lot of times in a, in a conversation, you know, the, one of the toughest questions I think people have a hard time answering, at least in my experience, is what do you really want? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. well what do you mean i want i want i want a thousand i want a hundred thousand dollars i want this i want that right no no what do you really want 
because I, I, you're absolutely correct. Like if you really wanted that, you'd be doing it. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that, isn't that a period right there? I mean, isn't that. I feel like she, she pointed to something really important to understand too, because we often look at where we can get more energy, but we don't often look at where our energy is getting dispersed. You know, like what is sucking all the energy out of me? You know, because we just sit there and wonder, why am I not putting any energy into this? And yes, I think it's true. Is it a line? Is it something that I really want? Or is it something that I just fell into? Those are really important questions. But sometimes it all also is about having something else that takes that energy mm -hmm. away. I'm going to mute because I'm going to cough. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Everybody's got a little bit of a cold going on right now. Yes. It's a, yeah. kind of a universal thing. So um but it's you know when you say you know do you really want to do that that it, that's a really sometimes a, a tough question because there is that that piece that says well i should be doing that mm -hmm. um you know I, I think we all have potential to do anything we want to do but when when the shoulds creep in like you're pointing towards the cultural things the 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 things that you might have been brought up that that's what you should be doing kind mm -hmm. of a thing um uh, it's important work i know i was challenged um by another coach um about some of the work that i was doing and you know and some of the motivation around it was was you know like it was imp it, the importance i was putting on it um which is another thing that that was sort of driving it but I wasn't feeling good about it. If, if that mm -hmm. makes particular yeah, sense. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. And the words that pop into my head as I listen to you is number one, um, attachment, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's a big topic I feel in our societies generally, like how attached are we to the outcome of something? or what it represents in our mind or in our idea of society. How will people see me? You know, how how will this pe be perceived? How will I um, perceive myself if I do X, Y, Z? So the attachment that often gets into the way, actually, of us truly being honest with ourselves, like, okay, is this something I really want? Or am I doing that just for other reasons? Or even as Fatih pointed out, like the energy, is this something that gives me energy truly or am i just telling myself it should be giving me energy you know and that also boils down to being authentic right. and the other point there is or the other word that popped into my head as, as i was listening to you was ego because mm. you know attachment and ego become two very strong things that are connected and our ego telling us but I want to be viewed in a certain way, but I want to leave that legacy, but I want to, you know, I want, I want, I want, but for what do I want this? Is it really that it is in line with the essence of me uh -huh. and what fulfills me or what will truly make a difference in this world? Or again, does it boil down to what I believe I should be doing and, you know, what maybe I, I wish people would see in me that probably I'm, I can never be even maybe, mm. who knows, you know? Yeah, it's, yeah. No, it's a, it, it is interesting. Um, so, so let's, let's go back. Let, so 
when we say the de- uh, the the word authenticity or authentically yeah um what are, what are you pointing to when you when you when you're saying that word i'm pointing really to the very core of what makes us mm-hmm. the person we are and um You know, in the first instance, it's easy for us to say like, hey, I'm standing in my truth. I'm really living authentically. I'm doing doing maybe some work I love and, you know, I'm having a happy family. I'm just throwing out examples here. It can be anything. But lots of us, I think today, especially people who do lots of work around self-development and maybe we do yoga, we do some meditation and so on. It's very easy for us to say we do live authentically. But there's just so much to discover about what our true identity is underneath everything that we have been learned so far in our life. You know, the values, the culture, the um, personal experience that we have had, especially in our childhood and young adulthood, they really shape us without us often realizing what impact they have on our later lives. Um, So when we start to get to a point where we can truly say, okay, peeling that away for a moment and not being attached to also some, you know, outside validation of all that, who am I really and what do I truly want? That's not a question we answer just in, you know, in a split second. No. (laughs) It's... No, it's not, exactly. So when I say authentic, it's really understanding that core where we have cut all the strings that are usually attached to outside things, you know, be be it our parents or friends or whatever, a job that gives us some meaning or some validation, cutting all those strings and just on its own, what is the essence of Fati or Sabrina or And that takes some time to ponder. And um, my experience, lots of people who make the the decision to start that journey, they first freak out. When they, you know, they say, yes, I truly want to do this. And then like, no, I've just realized what that actually means. And I'm not sure I'm ready. I've had that so many times. Um, because it it means that we have to even look trauma and past pain and, you know, maybe some resentment and judgment into the eye and really say, okay, wow, I'm feeling all this or this has happened to me and how do I, how do I accept that it's a part of my core, actually? So I'm not sure whether I've answered your question the way, you know, it's clear that... You know, to me, it's a dismantling of this identity that you currently have, right? You're dismantling who you are in that moment. And with that, you're dismantling everything that you've ever believed. Because when you stop and and ponder upon this question, like, do do I really choose to believe that? Do I just fall into that belief? It can be very scary. It can literally, like, it can literally mean that you have to, like, rethink and re- identify everything in your life from your relationships to your job to who you think you are to absolutely things that you believe in to your spiritual beliefs everything to the way you parent your children so i i can see how scary that can be i mean i personally definitely went through that 
where I had to take a very close look at my life and ask myself, what, what in, within this did I really create because I chose to? To, to I chose these things consciously or because mm. fell into my life. And it wasn't a pretty process. It was no. it was painful and it went mm. to trauma, it went to my childhood and it went into every single relationship that I had. And it meant letting go of some relationships. It meant changing some of them. It meant really, I, you know, and I think the more you question and the more you, you prompt yourself to question even more, right? When yeah. you start down that path of questioning things, it becomes a little bit the way you, you face life from there on, right? Do I consciously choose this? Is this who I am? Is it aligned with who I am? Or am I just doing it because I fell into it, right? So I'd be curious actually to hear your story a little bit of how you broke free Mm-hmm. You know, like, how did you come to this realization and, you know, started living on your own terms? Yes, that's a very good question. It's not the first time I've asked something in those lines, like how, you know, how it started for me. And I've been thinking about it a lot, actually. It's not an easy question to answer because I think for me, it started quite early on in my life because I was brought up in a fairly unconventional way. Um, in Germany, you have places that are called like sort of communes and they were very common, uh, especially in the 60s, 70s and 80s where people just came together, people who were thinking differently, who were already discussing climate change and political systems and they wanted to you know, take some responsibility. So even when I was a child, I already listened to all these deep conversations about, you know, how we can change the world and how it can be better. But just much later in life, I realized that although I was exposed to all this deep thinking already at an early age, what was missing there was the realization that it doesn't have to be heavy all the time. You know, those conversations during my childhood were heavy and they were sort of, you know, it was difficult and it was a fight and you had to stand up and, you know, it was really like, whoa, intense. And I mean, it, it shaped a lot of how I viewed the world for a very long time, like a place where you had to fight a little, where I was definitely feeling like I was different and I was sticking out even in the clothes I wore or in the way I talked in school. And um, I used to wonder, like, why don't people get what I'm trying to say? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, why are they not getting it? And um, just later in life, I realized that the one thing that was missing there was actually that high vibration in terms of energy. Everything was heavy and complicated and dark and difficult. And... At some point, and I think it was really also during my years, my 15 years in Nairobi City, I realized, no, there has to be a lightness around wanting to make a difference. Hmm. Because if everything is dark and heavy and complicated, it just drags you down. As I just said earlier, I realized myself like, whoa, I'm drained. I'm actually burned out trying to be a project manager and working with women um, 
regarding female circumcision and all those topics, like I'm so drained by all the like really bad stuff that happens in the world. Mm-hmm. I realized I couldn't go on like this. I wouldn't be able to actually live my dream and make a difference if I would do it that way. And so slowly I realized that, you know, if I look at things and that's where yoga and meditation also found its way into my life. Um, when I look at things from a perspective of love, of trust and compassion, that's when things turn lighter. That's when I don't have to see an enemy to the planet Earth and every human being, but rather someone who, when their frequency is also lifted and they have energy, we can all create ripples of change. So rather than feeling it's a fight that you have to fight alone as like this lone, you know, superhero that's... One person once told me, you're like Wolverine, you know, always alone and suffering and trying to change the world and rescue everyone. (laughs) So moving away from that, um, I think staying in Nairobi or in Kenya in general and um, having all this diverse experience really helped me to see that I don't have to be this heavy, serious person if I want to change the world. I can actually find happiness. But how do I find happiness? How do I make sure that I'm not shaken by everything all the time that happens? Mm -hmm. And that's when I came to the realization also, of course, through lots of different moments in my life and conversations like, hey, if I'm aware of who I truly am and I live that, that's when I'm not always freaked out by everything that happens around me because I sort of know where I stand for myself. Yeah. And, um, you know, that might also answer the question for some people in the audience who were listening earlier and thinking like, oh, why would you want to go through that painful process? That's horrible, right? Why would you want to ask yourself who who I truly am and have have I made these Like, have I created these beliefs? Are they really true for me? And all those questions. Well, it makes a big difference to how you feel. And it gives you really so much energy and so much confidence. It's unbelievable how you suddenly like shift in your mind and everywhere you see opportunity, everywhere you see a lesson, everywhere you see a chance to do something that has an impact on yourself and on the people around you. And that's like a totally different game when yeah. that happens. Yeah. I, it's a powerful story because what, um, what I'm hearing is there's a feeling behind the experience. Yes. That tells, that tells you I, I am on the right track. I am... I'm on purpose. I'm on whatever. I'm living authentically. Yes, however you want to call it, exactly. However, yeah, I mean, there's various, various, but, but there's there's this thing, and this is where I kind of, I, I like to point people to, because there's a feeling to it. It's, it's in some ways, you, you can almost, you, do you know the hot and cold game as a kid used to, you get blindfolded and, yeah, and, yeah you're getting warmer, you're getting warmer. Well, yeah there's that warmness that comes with what you're describing and 
and I've, I've, I know of people and, and have, have talked to, you know, with clients and things like that, that have the opposite experience, like feelings, but feel they're living authentically because they're aligned with, they feel they're aligned with their values. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, um, uh, because we talked about earlier about, you know, um, questioning things is, is there value in questioning your values? Like, like for me, I, I could see values changing because they are, they are part of your culture. They're part of your growing up. Mm-hmm. Piece. So um, they're not necessarily stagnant. I mean, um, they're, not. they're not. Okay. Can you speak a little bit about that with the, the, the relationship with that? Maybe. I- yeah. I mean, I can just also, I mean, the first thing I can share is my own experience. When I moved to Kenya, that was right after I completed high school. I tried to study in Germany, but I just couldn't deal with it. I was like, after the first semester, I need to, I was telling my family, I'm so unhappy. I just need to get out of the country and live my own life for a while. So I moved. It was by coincidence that I ended up in Kenya. But, you know, now I believe, of course, it was meant to be because it gave me so much. Um, But it was such a, first it was a confusing, then it was an eye-opening experience. How different I was sometimes viewing a certain situation, a certain statement or a certain um, piece of history, whatever it might be, I would talk to a Kenyan and be like, I've never thought of that perspective. Or I, you know, these values are so, I mean, they are just different from what I've ever listened to. You know, um, Germany is a very individualistic Uh, culture and there's a lot of space, private space that should be respected and Kenya is the opposite. There's no space and there's like, you know, everyone is like, let's all come together at all times. And, you know, so um, there was some concepts and some values that I experienced there that were really where I realized, no, 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 no. Values are not fundamentally true for everyone. They can be very different and how we perceive the world is very, very different. I mean, in theory, I knew that before, but that was like so clear there. Right. And I must honestly say that it changed several of my values staying there for 15 years. The sense of, um, you know, private space that I valued so much and that I thought was like a fundamental right of every human being became much less important as I stayed in in Kenya. And, you know, several other things happened throughout those years. When I now look back, I realize that really changed what I value and how I view certain things in the world. And let's be honest here. I mean, the only constant is change. We know that from the universe, it constantly expands, it grows, it changes. The world changes, we are born, we change every day as we grow old. Like there's nothing that remains the same. It's I just know. This... I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't want to bring that up. No, no it's okay. <laughs> you are a good example there. So thank you. you. Know. Thank you. <laughs> 
So yes, values can absolutely change, I believe. Yeah. Well, and 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 yeah, I mean, you're right about the constant change, like con like. So um. So part of we should we should say to the people on the podcast that Rick was pointing at his hair, <laughs> lack of hair. Oh, That's what we're laughing about. <laughs> oh, in case. That... <laughs> oh yeah, right, right. They, they listening... won't see the they won't see the visual side right. of things, right? Yes. Right. Yes. Right. Sorry. I, I think they call it follically challenged. <laughs> follically challenged after a symphony. We established that the only constant in life is change. Well, right? you know, and so and so there's there's a there's this whole thing, you know, built around fear of change. Mm -hmm. The fear of the unknown, right? And and I know as as coaches, we talk about living more in the present moment as opposed to in your past or in your future. Yes. Um, so how so back to our topic, how important is that in in breaking free and living authentically authentically? Sorry, my tongue sometimes gets in the way of my, my speaking. <laughs> it happens to me as well. <laughs> <laughs> and you probably and you have how many different languages? How many can you um can you speak more than just how many languages do you speak? <laughs> I'm the one who's sick today. That's like coughing and drinking tea and sucking. Oh, I know. I know. You are super focused, but you're the one here who has it. Yeah, you're on, you're on point. Hold it all in. <laughs> I'm all over the place. <laughs> Well, fluently, I speak three languages. It's um, English and German and um, Kiswahili. Oh, wow. Or Swahili, I think it's said in English. Um, but I'm learning Korean, which is like super exciting because, again, it's, you know, so different wow. from yeah. the languages I'm speaking already. Yeah. That's remarkable. I tried to learn uh, Cantonese because uh, where I worked, we had a large population of Cantonese. And, and for every letter i guess there's six ways of saying it and six six different way you know meanings that come yes. out right so you almost it's mind-blowing it's, mind and, it, and it's a very singing i find it very sing as like a singing type of because you're you're going through different octaves kind of thing but yeah um, very yeah. interesting but languages expand your mind and so does living in different cultures you know going back to your experience of living in kenya for 15 years I always say that because I lived in three different continents in my life, I had I have this ability to see things with a broader perspective. Absolutely. Be a lot more open-minded. And the same is true when we talk about our environments, right? So not necessarily like moving continents or countries, but even like the environments that we're exposed to, mm -hmm. the more environments you're exposed to and the more you have, the, the broader perspectives you have. Right. And same thing with language. Right. When you speak multiple different languages, which I speak three, I'm not as fluent in Farsi anymore, but mm. I probably would be if I spend some time there. Uh, you really realize even within language how, you know, the, those like um, how differently each language expresses. Yes. Them, you know, like Absolutely. I think it was actually even a study that was. Uh, it may have been about 
the German language, like how certain. certain yeah, we talked about that. Right? Did we talk about that? No, no. <laughs> Rick and I before, you know. Oh, you did? Yeah. Some words that did not exist or may have the same meaning in the German language, and therefore that culture, I don't know if it was Germany, honestly, may, but may have been a different country. But how that actually affects the way that that society behaves, that the way that society takes on those values that are attached to the language. It's fascinating. Yeah, so, it is, absolutely. And I must say, like, for me, learning Swahili, um, number one, of course, it makes you feel much more at home in a place when you can converse with the majority of people and on the, in the language that they feel more comfortable in because um, I think it makes a difference. Many people speak English, but maybe they feel a bit self-conscious when they speak in certain areas, especially in countrysides. But Swahili, it just, I felt it opened up that culture, just as you said, but for me, like conversing with people, but also understanding their um, humor, you know, how they express certain things, what is valued. Like you can even see that in the way uh, greetings are happening in different languages. You know what what sort of the the main values in those in that culture is reflected in the greetings and how seniors and younger people are dressed and so on. Like there are so many interesting things to figure out through languages. I feel so true. So like absolutely. In terms of the values, you know, I think that you know I experienced that very much coming here because this was the oldest that I was when I moved, right, to a different country. Like, even realizing that over time, some of the values that I discovered here that were completely, like, against my values growing up in Italy, they became, they kind of made more sense for me. Like, they, they were much more congruent with who I was, and some of them still don't make sense, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. Some of them still don't make sense. Some of them I feel so much more attached to my upbringing and where, you know, where I was raised. But it really helped me question some of those things that for me were like set in stone, that I took for truth, that I just accepted because that mm -hmm. was I did what I was raised in. And so it really helped with that process of questioning things, you know, and like finding what fits you authentically, right? Finding what, what is it that I truly choose to believe in, to take on as a value, right? Absolutely, yeah. Rick, I think you wanted to say something. I didn't well, know. I was, uh, um, yeah, we got off on a little tangent there, for <laughs> which <laughs> squirrel, um, but the, uh, the, the thing about, about living breaking free and living your true self mm -hmm. um and the relationship to the moment like in the now um because yes. a lot of a lot of what people are talking about now is is pointing to that grounding that pointing to the present moment as as the as the only moment the and and so how how does one maybe what is breaking free and living your true self relationship to the moment? Mm -hmm. like, yeah, how are they connected, so to speak? Yeah. Mm, I think there are two things 
to, to think about here when we talk about breaking free of what holds us back and okay. also breaking free to live authentically. Okay. Because number one is we have to dream. And that is not necessarily being in the present moment, but being absolutely in this, you know, in our head and in our heart and imagining, really envisioning what, what do I really want this life to be for me? What experience? What emotions do I want to wake up with in the morning? You know, what are the emotions I generally want to feel in my life? Um, what are probably the things I would love to be doing, but not to get hung up on the details, but really, you know, dream of how you want to move throughout this life and experience and feel it. The, the emotions, the feelings are the really important bit here. And the, the one dream that pops up that is the most exciting is probably the most authentic dream, the closest to, you know, our true self, our essence. So it's good to start with that. And then the next thing is now to start asking yourself, like, how can I make this present life more like that dream? And that comes again through the emotions. Because it's true. I mean, we can think a lot about the past and we can dream a lot about the future. But what is really happening in this reality, in this, like, our physical uh, body is what is happening right now, us having this conversation. Yeah. That is what's happening to us and everything like that's happening inside of us, of course. But um, so if I say, for example, I want to wake up calm with a calm, content, joyful feeling every day of my life, then how can I create that in the present moment right now? so that I can move towards that dream life that I'm envisioning. Because that's the, you know, really that's the only way to make it happen. If we just continue dreaming, but we don't think of how can we make it happen in the present moment with small action steps, we might run our whole life just thinking about the outcome but never realizing that most of the days we have been very miserable and we have not lived authentically at all, you know, staying true to what we really wanted to, um, right. to do and to be. And we can see that. I, I think there are lots of examples where people say, hey, but he or she is such a success or they are such a success. How come they don't look happy? Or how come, you know, they, they don't have this great um, private life that we all in thought they should have because they seem to have it all. That's because we, you know, we probably there was this missing linkage between our dream that is super important for us to know where we want to go, but realizing that we can all only manifest it in the present moment, really, mm -hmm. by starting to generate the emotions that we want to feel in our life. Like start to feel it in the now. Yes. Start to feel it in the now. Yeah, that's that. That 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 gave me goosebumps. That that there's that's the magic. That's the magic right there. That's the true magic. Yes. That's the true magic. So it's 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 this rather than a, a do have be type of environment. It's more of like a be have do in the sense of absolutely. Yeah. Can you can you be that now? And also, you know, when you are not being it now, and you're like thinking about what you want, you're living in lack, right? because you don't feel that you have it yet, right? 
So absolutely find ways to feel it and be it in this moment. And it's really in the choices that we make in the moment that that starts happening, right? So creating yeah. that future. Uh, that's why the high frequency emotions are so important, right? Like, do I think of something as a barrier or do I think of something as an opportunity where I can grow and learn and become even more self-aware and from that align my actions even more with what I really want to do or who I truly want to be. It's all in, do we choose the heaviness that makes us feel stuck and drags us down, so to speak, and pulls out the energy or do we choose to look at it from a really this, the only constant is change perspective because that means the only constant thing in our life is growth, is expansion, is moving forward yeah. in this life. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm curious, I might be losing the thought on this because it's it's starting to fleet already. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that Rick is the sick one. I'm the one like coughing, <laughs> losing myself. Like, oh, no, 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 no. Sweating. You, you pointed to something about, um, you know, your choices. And I, and, and I think there's something a little bit deeper. I'm not, I could be wrong, but <clears throat> so what I heard was, you know, like there's a, there's a thing called reframing or putting mm -hmm. a positive spin on something. And I, and I'm not a really big fan on that mm -hmm. um, because, because you're still, all you're doing is, is putting lipstick on the pig or whatever, how they how they talk about it, right? This toxic positivity that's... Toxic positivity, like, yeah. And we actually hear that about. Yeah, but the... <clears throat> so I, I want people to understand that, that there's, there's more to that feeling piece. Yes. There's, there's a sense of knowing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's good that you pointed out because we spoke about it briefly when Fatty, when you said like, you know, it was painful when you made that choice to look at yourself and really go deep and examine, hey, what is mine? What do I want to keep? And what do I want to maybe re reframe as you just said, uh, Rick, but, you know, in a very self-aware way. And um, so it's important to make a distinction between choosing to give something a positive name when it's not really positive, when it's actually dark and negative and heavy, but we choose not to go there and say like, ah, no, it, it's okay. Or no, no, this was not really trauma or no, this didn't do anything to me or I've moved on all these, all these things that we choose to say then. So that's and <laughs> We put a lid on it and we put it, we bury it deep down inside of it. And that's the most dangerous thing we can actually do. That's when we get sick. And I, I mean like properly sick, you know, there are people who have the craziest physical symptoms because they have bottled up emotions from decades yeah. of stuff that they have not processed. Right. So it's so good that you say it. It's very important to face these things and to be honest with yourself, even when you feel anger, when you feel hatred, when you feel resentment, or you feel you can't forgive someone for something, it's good, to, you have, like, you know, I don't like to say you have to, because for me, that's a trigger. I'm like, no, then I don't want to, but 
No, no, that, yeah. <laughs> it's good for you to deal with it and to face it and to say like, this is what I feel in this moment. Why is that? And what do I choose to do with it? Yes. That's a very empowered, authentic way of dealing with a present moment or maybe even a past moment that has you know caused us harm or pain or whatever it is because you, you're you're coming from a full line of like strength like you're coming from a from a a, a solid call it solid whatever you want to go um I, there was a phrase that came to me th th earlier this morning around the feeling part and 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 is is that you can you can feel a feeling but you don't have to be that feeling. Mm, absolutely. So, so what you're what you're talking about is is that yes, you can you you can step almost aside from you become the observer of that feeling, mm -hmm. and you say, okay, so what what can we learn from that? And that's a position of power, and that's a position of 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 strength and. Um, I don't know what more, uh, how many empowerment. more things I come yeah, up Yeah, it's absolute empowerment, I think, yeah. yeah. So, oh, that's so, a good I mean, word. I should write that one down. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, would, I would say that that's, that's a healthy reframe, right? Like, I wouldn't say that reframes are, there's nothing wrong with reframes. I mean, as coaches, we help people reframe all the time. What is toxic is that, that like, everything is positive, the positive, toxic positivity, that is way to avoid that's avoidance you know that's like, absolute avoidance everything is like you know bright and good and like and we're avoiding looking at the yucky stuff right mm -hmm. so this is a way to say okay these are the emotions or this is the situation i cannot change the situation or what has happened and i'm not gonna just say like everything happens for a reason right no, but i'm gonna look at okay this has happened what have i learned from it mm -hmm. how can i you know behave differently next time or how can i position myself to where i don't feel circumstances define me which is very much going back full circle to the conversation about looking at yourself you know when you start really asking those questions and looking at yourself and within yourself is the moment that you start uh realizing that things are not happening to you right? Mm -hmm. Things are, ha, have been created from within, from what you believe to be true in your life, right? And that's, a, you know, the moment that you make that shift in, internally, that's a moment of empowerment. Because feeling that things are happening from the outside circumstances, things are always happening to you, is very disempowering. It's very Absolutely. disempowering. Yeah, yeah. disempowered all. And you know, even if things like I'm thinking of some people I've worked with with really severe deep trauma, it's very hard to say like, you know, I've created that right. abuse right. or, you know, that intense um, moment in my life. So the importance is to, when we examine these moments and um, say like, okay, how does it make me feel? What do I want to take away from this and all that? That we cut like it is, you know, shame, guilt, judgment. Right. Those are the three big emotions that we usually feel about those painful right. moments or traumatic moments. That we cut those out and say, like, okay, if I cut these out, then what can I really take away from this? Right. 
And um, I've seen that that often, you know, helps to really say, this has happened to me, yes, but I am still empowered. Right. You know, because... And it's not to say that we're denying the things that have happened because exactly, really, you know, like there are things that have happened even to me as a child that I did not have that choice, right? Mm-hmm. There are many people who had traumatic experiences in their childhood that you don't have a choice when you're a child, right? Exactly. But more about how can I live from here on? Like, how can I, uh, what is the relationship to that from here on, right? going back to what you were saying. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, no, that's absolutely true. I just wanted to add something that um, I often say, it's almost like make it the fuel for, you know, whatever you want to live in this world. And that seems to be like very powerful for people, especially with um, coming from these very intense, uh, painful, traumatic experiences, like just saying like, Make it your fuel because it is a part of you what you have experienced. Of course, it will trigger you to some extent. Of course, it will, you know, certain things will remind you of that and all that. It it can't be wiped out and shouldn't be. No. But once we are empowered in like our authentic self, like the essence, okay, this is part of what I've experienced. It's actually very empowering because now I can go out there and choose to do certain things with that experience, like maybe help other people who had a similar experience or, you know, talk about certain topics in a very enlightening way so that enlightening way so that other people again gain from that. So once we view every experience as fuel for breaking free from something that we thought was a barrier or kept us like sort of stuck in our situation and as something that can push us closer to who we really are, but at the same time also closer to that dream that we have inside of us. That's when it becomes like, whoa, you know, that feeling, Ricky, you were talking about, it's mind-blowing. It's yeah. almost like a natural high when that happens. Well, and, and, and I, I know, uh, I think uh, Gabriel Bernstein, I don't know if you ever read her, some of her, but like it's that's where the magic is. That's the big magic right there, right? And, 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 uh, I was thinking, you know, about the the whole reframing thing, you know, kind of giving it the full loop back to the happiness piece. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that, you know, when you're in those higher frequencies, right, the reframing becomes natural, like like right. because because the bandwidth yeah. is open. Like if there's nothing that I oh I have to do something about this. No, there's nothing to do about it because you're already coming from a place of empowerment and power and yes everything that's happened to me in my past is just a description and not a defining definition kind of a thing it just describes my past and and you know and how i choose to use it whether it's use it as fuel or or if it doesn't serve me anymore then just put it away right um it's it's still there but those are choices that come from a higher frequency because you're 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 open to all possibilities, not just the narrow field of where misery and pain and suffering sort of all it all it seems like is I'm I'm limited. I don't have a lot of choices here. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's that's only possible though if you are able to let go you to let go of all of that stuff. 
by doing the work, by looking at yeah. it, right? Because oftentimes we're just like, we wanna stay in the happy place, but it's not possible to be in that higher frequency if you haven't actually looked at that stuff. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I- Keeps blocking. Yeah, it keeps blocking it because you haven't actually looked at it. So yes, doing the inner work can be a little painful sometimes, but it's a lot more painful to drag that stuff around your entire life because it continues to lower your frequency. Well, you know, but that's interesting though, because I, I carried around baggage for a long time. I didn't mm -hmm. know how heavy it was until I, it was let go. Until you dropped it. Because right? it, was, yeah. it, it just felt normal. And of course, everybody around you is doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's sort of like, I guess I'm normal. Like we talked yeah. about our normal show last week, right? Yeah. So, um, like, so I'm curious, I don't know if you had a moment, but was there a catalyst that, that kind of switched you around or was it, was there a defining moment or, or a I would, Yeah, that's a good question. I think my life is in that sense, like there was several defining moments in my life where I just hit um, a point where I realized whoa, I'm really not happy. I'm not on my path, as you said in the beginning of the conversation, like not aligned, not on purpose, not at all. And how did I let this happen? Like as someone who's always thinking about this stuff and, you know, um, so there were several of those moments and the last moment was just about two years ago. It's not so long ago when I actually lost my job as a sales manager that I had been filling for 10 years and I was like, whoa, and I was very, very unhappy in that position, but I was not ready to tell myself that for quite a period of time because, you know, I had grown with this company. It was a great team. I had spent a lot of energy and time there, and I was also honestly scared of my new dream, which was becoming a coach and writing books and, you know, dreams I've had for a long time. So when I lost my job, I remember I stepped out of the office that day and the sun was shining, stepped into the car, put on the radio and I was like, oh my God, I was trapped and stuck in such an unhappy and heavy environment for such a long time. There was such a sense of relief for me. And I remember telling myself loudly, like Sabrina, this will never ever happen again. Mm. You know, that was the most recent that I had, like a super defining moment. Yeah. And um, I think many people have at some point hit such a moment. Um, the important thing that I wanted to say, because you said something, Rick, about being open. You know, once we face all that heavy stuff and once we move to a even slightly higher frequency and we stand more in our authentic self mm -hmm. by having done that, we will be amazed. It's really amazing to see how opportunities that fit us and people who are good for us will suddenly come our way because they can't find us if we cover it up with all that, you know, other stuff that is not truly us. And that's why it's so important to do it because then the right things can come our way and we can actually you know, live that dream we have and yeah. within ourselves in the moment, not just like in 10 years or something. No, yeah, yeah. When when I finally get my ducks in a row, then then it'll then it'll Yeah, happen. exactly. Yeah, right? No, 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 no. That oh man. Um goosebumps again, Sabrina. 
<laughs> Good. I can't believe I'm surviving talking and not. Yeah, you have really tried. <laughs> oh, no, no. It, um, but, you know, I know there's, there's a lot of uh, stories around the secret and the law of attraction and various other things. And, and, you know, and there's a lot of people have a lot of mixed feelings about it, but mm -hmm. it truly is, you know, I'm not going to label it other than there is some magic. There's something that you cannot explain that, you know, um, it's, it's almost like when, when, um, when me and Fatih met, right? Like, like we had no idea where any of this would ever going to go. Mm. He talked to us, you know, a, a couple of years ago and said, Hey, guess what? You're going to be doing this, this show and a podcast and it's going to be live and, and all this other kind of stuff. We would say, you're, you're nuts. Like you're crazy. That's not even on my radar. Right. right. <laughs> um, and so, but, but when you align with something that you truly enjoy and you, mm -hmm. and there's, there's a good feeling that comes from it. Um, and my good feeling has always been goosebumps. Um, <laughs> That's magic. I know Rick wants to be a wizard. <laughs> Want to be a wizard? Yeah, that's right. Um, that's, oh, I could go back to a Dungeons and Dungeons and Dragons story, but that's not going to go. But um, no, there, there, there is. It, it, you cannot explain it. But people, everybody that I've ever talked to, when you're in the zone, when you're in the flow, when you're, it, which is basically removing all thought removing all your expectations, removing judgment, removing all this, you know, as, so you're just in the flow of doing. Mm -hmm. it's, it's amazing what actually happens, you know, like, and I know in the medical field as a paramedic, we've experienced it, that sports people experience that all the, all the yeah. time, you know, all of a sudden the ball just came to me and I don't know how it went through the goalpost or all that kind of stuff. Like nobody can explain it. Well, it happens in real life too. Yeah. I mean, sports and medical field is also real life, right? No, I know. <laughs> Good point. But it does happen, yes. Good point. Yes, you don't have to Creative take field still. Creative field still. Absolutely. It's, not allowing. it's the allowing that allows that to happen because yeah. you're allowing it to, to flow, right? Yeah. To, yeah. to just happen. It's the, the removing the resistance. We're going back to the same point. Letting go. Yeah. Letting go. Removing the heaviness. Reflow. Removing that, the resistance. That could be a song, couldn't it? Let it go. Which there is a song. Maybe, maybe there's a famous song around that. Maybe there might be. <laughs> Something to do with magic again. Yes, yeah, magic. It's all magic. <laughs> oh, man. I... I um, I, as you can tell, I've re, I, I'm loving this conversation, uh, Sabrina. Thank you very much. Yeah, for, it's been incredible. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for having me. I had a lot of fun. Thank you for having you on. And please subscribe. Wherever that button <laughs> might be. Where is it on your? Yeah, there we are. Rate, review, and and rave about our show. That's going to be a new slogan. Yeah. Follow us on our YouTube channel, the podcast, and just talk to your friends about us. We love everyone and anyone. <laughs>
anyone that can benefit from these conversations. That's why we do what we do. You have three life coaches here. <laughs> we're here. I know. So, oh, we're here to help Overload. you live a better life. We're here to help you live a better life and help help you like understand yourself better, understand how you can make different choices, how you can create the life that you want, frankly. Well, and I don't know anybody that doesn't really want to live with a piece of a quiet mind, like a peace of yeah. mind, right? right? Like right. it's, it. I, you know, I, I often switch the coin around like instead of resting in peace we should live in peace right you know why okay. why do we have to wait <laughs> you know, so we don't have to no we don't we don't and so um i want to encourage people if you want to if you want to learn more about sabrina she has a wonderful website lots of information there i posted in the chat all her yep. links you can all, her, all her links and things like that and uh, I know from my experience with Sabrina, she's very approachable. And <laughs> this is this is your coaching, right? This is this is you. This, this is, is me. This is you. So um, this is what you get. Yeah, just start a conversation with me. I love conversations. So yeah, just yeah. bring yeah. them on. <laughs> you betcha. And and I love this one. I I really appreciate you uh, you coming today and and. And bringing your authentic self with you. <laughs> I tried. I tried so. <laughs> your beautiful earrings. I love those. Earrings. Yes, I should send them to you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, I'm gonna end the show then. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next week. Thank you. It's gonna be a lot awkward too because it takes a little bit to end. Well, again, it takes a yeah right. you so much for joining us we appreciate every listener that is committed to the journey of transformation and if you found value in today's episode join us for the next conversation as we take on a new topic every week subscribe to our podcast so that you won't miss any tips and insights your experience of the show means a lot to us so please help us amplify our impact by posting an honest review this action matters to us more than you know you can find us on social media at An Honest Look Podcast and on our YouTube channel at An Honest Look. Bye for now. Ciao, ciao, and until next time.